so when they look nice. at these players thanks when they I'll probably cut that one out but when they look at I the, think we probably should <laughs> I think we should yeah I don't think that should go public but yeah. I think this is probably going to be one of those snippets at the start of the podcast again It's a lot of fun. Keep it fun. Hello, everybody. Welcome to the UK Packers podcast. <laughs> Welcome to the UK Packers podcast. Oh, we're so immature. Men never grow up, do we, Daryl? No. No, I'm not planning on doing it. No. All we need to know is five colors. You can also, you can triple <laughs> that number by, you know, doing blue. You can do mm. light blue. Yeah. You can also do dark blue. Yeah. There's three colors. Five colors and shoes, two colors, brown and black, depending on how you feel. Yeah. 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 It's good times. That's all we need. Yeah, sometimes you have to brush your hair and your teeth. I mean, it's very complex. But we also I... don't need to shave from the neck down, which is also a plus, if you ask me. Yeah, we could take that no, further, but I think we, we crack don't on need it. to. We probably should. You just want that's it. a different thing. Yeah. So if you're a fan of Ian Rappaport, you'll know the reference. But if we um, we'll amble in quickly. You are, you know what? It's a good thing it's not a video podcast, mostly because of what we were doing that made me lose me marbles there at the start but also you're you're rocking kind of an Aaron Rodgers handlebar moustache and hold on let me check the no, date no, wrong way around wrong way around wrong way around Aaron Rodgers is rocking uh, Daryl handlebars <laughs> moustache this is my gringo handlebars mm. for November obviously it's nine days yeah. and you already look like you're just stepped off the set of a western I am extremely hairy all I've got is mm. I'm small, furry and funny. That's it. That's all I've got. <laughs> In that order. Oh, by do the way, um, why am I even talking to you? I don't know. I want an apology from you before <laughs> we start. Do you? Why? Yeah. The trash talk on last week's podcast was hurtful. <laughs> I didn't think you'd listen. Yeah. I, I thought we'd locked you in the room. I pulled it out the bag well again, so thank you very much, mm. Packers fans. I have done it again for you. We, in the, you know, the absolute best quality of football that we've seen all season. <laughs> nah. Yeah. Not like a glove. Um, yeah, it was. Yeah, do you know what? That's the thing. We're gonna have to just talk about facial hair and hair, hair. Yeah, it, hair we're gonna struggle hair. if if we had put down forty minutes for this. We're gonna struggle to talk about this for longer than ten minutes. I mean, it, it was a flat game. Um, and I was reading afterwards that the it was you know it was billed to be Thursday night football. It's gonna be mm. millions of people watching it, and I think a lot of people switched off uh, yeah. before we even got to half time. Which, to be fair, I don't think the team care. They got it done. We got we got the uh, performance out of them. It was, I mean, what thirty four seventeen again made the forty ers look a bit better. That seventeen, mm. they you know they just they weren't at the races at all, and I kind of feel sorry for them in the sense of we thought we were bad with injuries. Yeah, and they've had a pretty abysmal you know start so far. You know, four and five. Yeah, we're six and, and two, and you know and I'll COVID. I mean, COVID yeah. killed them. It's just brilliant though. Like, and this is the thing. This is, you know, you you have people on multiple sides of stuff here. One of them is. Um, I'd want to play the Niners when they're at full strength to prove what the yeah, blah, blah. Yeah. No, yeah, can't no. no, you know, like I just, don't want to repeat it last Take year. Thanks very air. much. I'm fine. Yeah, you're grand. Like um, I don't care about the moral victory. I know we're grand. We need to because the thing is, we lost the game against the Vikes, and people thought that was going to be a walkover. Now we discussed yeah. that the Vikes are a sneaky better team than yeah. their record yeah. says that they are. And I know yeah. you're only as good as a record says you are, but I mean they only lost to some pretty uh, good teams. So yeah, some of, some of their yeah some of their results went against them on razor thin margins. You know, it was mm. just like a quite literally one play and and they unravelled. But there's really not much to say about the game. I, what I will say, I'm going to go out on a limb here and I'm going to say it now that I think Devante. I mean, I'm not one for massive sweeping statements, as you go know, on. even go though on. most of what I say is massive sweeping statements. Yeah. I won't generalize, but generally speaking, generally speaking, um, Devante Adams, best wide receiver in the NFL, mm. without a doubt. Now I think 
Um, I mean, Julio Jones and Tyreek Hill might have something to say about that, or you know, people obviously have their own opinions. But um, I think he was asked. Uh, I think he was asked about that at the post match interview, yeah. and he basically said, "I think I'm the best wide receiver in the game." Um, maybe I think, therefore, I am. Hmm. That'll go there with that. I mean, I it's I think it's hard to um, to disagree. I mean, eight touchdown passes so far. That's the lead in the NFL. He's, I mean, he's he's played less than the top twenty. I think Out of the other top twenty players in the league, he's. You know he hasn't played as much as them. Yeah. Um, I mean, he went from twentieth in receiving to receiving yards. He was five oh two, and then he went to fifth after that game with six hundred and seventy five yards, which mm. I thought was pretty phenomenal. Well, this what if you remember last season? I mean, he was out with injury for how many games, and then he still comes in just yeah. shy of a thousand yards. I mean, the guy's ridiculous. The thing is, like, I think with him, it's it's a. Uh, a large element that he's always left off these lists, these, you know, mm. BS power ranking crap, you know, lists yeah. like that, that list who they are. And they kind of forget about people up in snowy Green Bay and they don't sort of yeah, think, think of that's all about point. Aaron Rodgers. But um, yeah, look, his route running yeah. is ridiculous. He put in 173 yard day and um, 17.3 average, which is ridiculous. Uh, one touchdown, MVS stole his other ones. Um, yeah, with a to I'd love MBS, to talk about marmite. MBS. Absolute marmite. Yeah, that's the thing. Look, here's what I'll say, and I'm, I'm not going to stress it too much. It's if if this game isn't the microcosm of what the mm. Packers football is, um, now again we were playing pretty poor competition. Now I would say that from watching the game, Josh Jackson, stop. Yeah. Um, you know, handsy. Yeah. He's like some lad in the nightclub, a bit too handsy. Is, yeah. Um, yeah. you know, after a few pints. Uh, but yeah. you know, we got blown up in the receiving game because it looked like we were just stacking the box and hoping that they wouldn't run all over so that the papers would stop talking. And then Richie James comes in. I think there was a stat I read. He had like 140 yards or something in his career, uh, before this yeah. game or something. And then he comes out with 184. So it's basically double these. Uh, his count his career best but yeah. the, the thing is like I know because a couple of articles I've seen as well this is a very casual um, podcast I like it that we don't have to rant and rave too much um, but Nick Mullins here's a guy here's a guy Chris Collins style, Collinsworth style um, nice. Jimmy Garoppolo went out in the last game against the Hawks and then Nick Mullins comes in and stages this sort of late comeback now I don't know whether they switched off because Mullins came in but Mullins mm. 22 or 35 291 yards you know, decent enough-ish um, performance from him. The fact that he was able to throw the ball to people who were open and some of them, Daryl, got wide open against their DBs as well. So that was kind of shocking. But do you know what? And this is the last thing I'll say is that against the Vikes, it's like we almost went in lethargic, didn't we? And we were like, eh. And we were sort yeah. of thinking we we're going to win it. Whereas this is one of those games where you could have done it before. The only thing that was different, I think, is all of the media rhetoric about how bad yeah. we are when we go off West and... Um, and yeah. how we did against the Niners, but like we can't fool ourselves. This was not some sort of like redemption game against the no, Niners, but no, no. I'll I take mean, the win. If we, we'd be talking about it differently if this was a 49ers squad at full strength and firing on all cylinders. We'd be jumping yeah. around the place, mm. you know, probably with no tops on. But that leads me into what you said there about earlier about lethargic and limp. Like Mike McCarthy used to say, you get what you emphasize, right? And LaFleur, interestingly enough, was going on about, you know, we need to show more energy and, you know, and he said those very words that they were lethargic after the Vikes game and yeah. and to be fair that's what you definitely saw you saw a lot more energy they were up for it a couple of players that stood out for me and this is like a I find this because I keep saying it so I keep looking for it but there is a player in every game so far that's come up and stood up when they were needed and this one definitely the the award the Daryl O'Brien award for someone who gets up and does the business is to Tyler Irvin this time around you'd know yeah. Williams you'd know AJ Dillon and I think just each week someone steps up to the plate and mm. this I mean obviously wrong analogy here we're not talking about baseball but that is um, he was brilliant yeah but he is and this but it just goes to show you though like I mean how important Tyler Irvin is again as mm. well because Peter said that 
you know, he wondered how important and pivotal Aaron Jones was. And I dived in on the last podcast and says he's absolutely right up there with Aaron Rodgers. And he yeah. is. Because, yeah. again, like, look at all this. The thing is, is what LaFleur said was going to happen. Not to interrupt your, your Daryl O'Brien award here. Um, but what Matt LaFleur said when he came in was is that he was going to set up the pass based on the run. And again, it sounds like an absolute BS trope yeah. about someone who doesn't know what he's talking about. However, like Aaron Jones, if you look at the stats, I mean, it's a 3.9 average, right? So it doesn't seem all that good. But early on in the game, he absolutely... Uh, destroyed the Niners defense to the point where they didn't like you know it's set up off him why MVS you know got the opportunity to drop a ball no money messing I'm only kidding that's nice Um, nice. but but how we got the opportunity to uh, take the top off the defense because remember Aaron Rodgers smirking and smiling before the season Mm -hmm. and he said when before Matt LaFleur came in or and then just after he came in he was like oh you know Matt's been showing us um, some of the plays that he has and how he can take the top off a defense great that's exactly what he's doing he pounds the run Aaron Rodgers is super accurate uh, Devontae Adams is uncoverable with 173 yards yeah. and then every so often ping it to MVS uh, and hopefully he can become more goddamn consistent but when he yeah. does he's available and he's there and everybody plays their little part on this Shakespearean stage to get a win of again over 30 points and weirdly with MVS people after he does a few fumbles people don't cover him as much as they used to because the goal is they're not going to throw it to him again yeah and weirdly enough him being inconsistent is actually really good because it's unpredictable no one can cover because they're going well, they're not going to throw it to him he's dropped it twice already do you think th- and do then, you think this is the theory there where he drops it on purpose is that what I'm saying yeah let, let's go right <laughs> down the rabbit hole here let's go absolutely <laughs> mental on this one well, but actually there's another one the floor was saying that you know Rogers was throwing a few dime balls mm. you know so I, I reckon I'm going to start calling Rogers dime balls yeah yeah. Instead of balls Mr. of steel, he's got some balls of dime. Yeah. Nice. Like. Big dime balls. Well, like, look at those big dime balls. Um, <laughs> yeah, so he dom- Adams, brilliant, dominated Mosley. Poor Mosley. I felt sorry for him. He was, at some points, Adams was running and he wasn't even looking. He was just running. He knew the ball would end up where he puts his arms out, which was class. But Irvin, brilliant. Again, Tyler Irvin, unpredictable as well. He ends up in sort of positions he shouldn't be in. Hmm. Uh, a nightmare to try and sort him out. Aaron Jones, you know, we've kind of said it already. What do you say? I mean, he's a wrecking ball of a man. Yeah, uh, and I just can't get you out. Know, he's he's okay. He's not small, but he's so much smaller in height wise than some of the guys around him. And I don't know how he does it. He's just got this absolute talent. He's either that or he's he's like that grease guy out of Family Guy that they just can't catch him. But you know what about Aaron Jones? I'm gonna say it right because I think I can. Is that after a year one and you know he makes a breakout? Let's say you know people go down. Uh, dare we say Wi-Fi tie goes down? Jamal Williams goes down and then Aaron Jones comes in and does the business. And then you know you've year two he steps up and you're like God, this guy looks for real. Yeah. I was waiting to see could he continue it after this because sometimes certain situations and the schedule and. Um, you know, people don't have tape on you, don't know what to expect and everything else. I mean, not that that's true and that's not a media trope because that's what they said about Cam Newton pre-COVID yeah. and then post-COVID. Yeah, yeah. Pre-COVID. They, he yeah. felt like they'd definitely kind of, a post-COVID Cam Newton. But that's right. the thing, yeah. So they figured him out kind of. So I was lo- looking to see what the story was with Aaron Jones. Now, here's my theory. Is that with David Bakhtiari um, having been out and the O-line stepping up and yeah. doing the business and then with Aaron Jones coming back and just the impact that he's had, all of the media pundits and everyone else, all the experts, and I put this in air quotes, are sort of saying that they see David Bakhtiari as the more important one to extend. Now, Mark Murphy apparently came out and said that the reason they didn't go too aggressively in free agency when it came around wide receiver stuff and everything else is that they're trying to lock up the guys who are coming into contract. Now, I wonder, is that a nod to 
yeah. Aaron Jones and the fact that is he not one of the most important players to have around? I know yeah. his salary is going to command something crazy. Um, but at this stage, from what you can see, and again, I know it's the Niners, but he, he was doing it you know, before injury, is that it just goes to show just how important he is. And as good as Jamal was when he came in, um, Jamal isn't Aaron Jones. You know, Aaron Jones just has that bit of uh, magic dust to him. He's incredible. Yeah, he does have that magic dust. And like to be honest, we just, I think, pay him whatever he needs to. But I think you're right. I think there is a little bit of manoeuvring going on now because there's going to be some very horrible decisions to make, with, you know, especially with the free agencies coming up mm. with the with the cap. Uh, with covid nobody's got money anymore no matter how good they are because the money's coming where's it coming from so you know in a way that yeah i think there is some sort of gentle political maneuvering going on maybe people getting used to certain ideas by the way they talk and you know this might be coming down the line or whatever so yeah big time yeah. but we know the cap is dropping right so i mean they're, they're yeah. not going to have enough money for no. all of these players even if and again know. like another talking point as well not to cut across you but kevin king i mean here he is injured again and this yeah. is what we spoke about before yeah. the season you know it will his injury make him cheaper and he'll stay will it make him be seen as injury prone and then we have that need in the draft um yeah. i think the jury's still out we'll have to wait and see but come here talk to me about um mvs where's your head at with him i mean are you frustrated with him um do you think that he redeemed himself um you know how much more do we look at him and sort of say you know he's do you think he's because here's the thing that gets to me right mvs people go on like he's just reached the nfl um and he can't catch a ball and he doesn't know how right but this is a guy who's obviously come up through the ranks right he's you know done his high school thing um college and now he's in the pros so i mean you know he's been catching balls and not dime balls but uh well some dime balls um, his yeah. whole life so you know it's and again people are saying he's turning his head too quickly and it's all that kind of stuff now you know is the stage there I say because he'll be wearing the Oakleys uh, like Aaron Jones is the stage does it get too big for him is it bad technique um, is it a confidence thing uh, do you still believe in him I do yeah I think it's I don't even know if it's a confidence thing I just think it's not clicking for him now what's keeping what's keeping me with that attitude is that he does make the ca- he, you know he makes yeah, he touchdowns can make them. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. that's what keeping me there. if he just kept fumbling and I'd say bench him leave him there till he gets his confidence back or whatever but I mean you, you, you can't get your confidence back not playing either so you know they keep playing him I'm going to assume that they know more than I do um, and I know they know more than I do. Oh God uh, forbid the, you, know, you say it. Oh, don't you know? say that. Oh no. Do you know? Oh Jesus, don't. I, I don't, don't assume I don't people. Have any expertise in MVS. No, we got none. No, but that's the thing. Uh, but don't, don't say that the coaches know more than we do. What do you say? Uh, Jesus Christ, that can't Sorry. be true. No, well, right? I'm going on to. I'm moving on to Petten. So, t- give me a second. <laughs> um, but no, I'd say give him, give him some more time. Yeah, uh, yeah. You know, he's not. He's there's a few howlers, but he's not costing us games yet. Um, it's just frustrating, but you know as long as Rodgers keeps throwing him balls well then I'm happy to see him keep going and just I think he's got the thing is if he clicks he's going to be amazing um, yeah the so speed got, the fact that he can yeah. and again if you look at Bob McGinn's article on the Athletic yeah. and he talks about the fact that he's putting veteran moves on players now again like we can't fool ourselves into thinking that this Niners team was spectacular it wasn't but again these guys are still getting paid money and you know they're uh, on an NFL roster and they're there it's not ideal but again it's when it all comes down to one man against the other um, so the fact that he's able to do that he's he's you know straight line speed because that's another criticism I see of him people going yeah well that's all he can do it's like going yeah, well, that's, that's all, all we need to you know what I mean yeah, like he's after We're scoring two touchdowns else. but that was yeah, some clever you, stuff uh, making that yeah. work back in the yeah. in the end zone MVS too. can you bake no mm. Yeah. You can't bake MVS. We, we don't need you. Yeah don't need you uh, man. So yeah we don't need to do anything else we just need to do the only thing is you've got one thing to do MVS. You know, yeah, you've got yeah. one thing to do. Do focus. Please just time, complete time. it. Uh, but yeah, I mean, he is frustrating to watch. But when he's good, he's brilliant. Yeah, and that's what I'm really excited about. Um, moving back to the Petten, I, 
I got out my little notebook and tried to since the last game I tried to look at what's Petten changed mm-hmm. and you know because I and, you know, I think he definitely made changes he definitely seemed to pack the line of scrimmage he definitely put more bodies there there was generally six on the front you know he and that seemed to work now it remains to be seen I mean this was a, a very weak 49ers they didn't really test the funny thing is we're not talking about the defense this week because yeah you know they didn't have an offense to really pester us with so it's hard to see I saw some changes but I don't know how effective you know petting from one end of the week to the next is being and again you know without harping on about it because I get sick of the sl- I get sick of the flack he gets as well I mean he can only he can only play with the players he has um, you know if he's got a dodgy chess set he's still got to play so it's one of those things that I don't know I don't know if, if what he's done is he, is he able to shore it up I don't know but I mean Montrevious Adams was brilliant Lancaster Lowry gave a good account of himself mm. um, speaking of Lowry though I was actually I was at a public tavern to watch the game uh, on Thursday night oh yes went out for a few sneaky ones sounds slightly medieval um, but go on yeah, I was in a pub. Right. A public house. A public house. And um, I was drinking a few cold ones and they didn't have the sound on, which is brilliant because the commentary is muck um, with Tweedledum and Tweedledee or Dumb and Dumber that were doing the um, commentary. But didn't have to listen to it. But I was sitting next to a, a chap whose surname is Lowry, one of my good mates. And um, he, uh, he, he obviously was very interested in Lowry. Um, and he said he was going to order a jersey from the... From the stuff in the NFL shop with Lowry on the back, and I said, "But that'll be the only one, probably." Yeah. I mean, let's face it. You know, I sort of feel sorry. I feel sorry for the guys. Some of the guys, you know, you're going. No one. It's like being the drummer. I mean, I'm the drummer in the band. Yeah. No one ever wants. No one wants to be the drummer. Well, I don't know because you know, like, someone was commenting on that though, and they're like, "Does anybody know what the drummer from Coldplay looks like? And does he not have the best life in the world? The fact that he doesn't get mobbed or hate mail, he can go places. He's anonymous, but I he still gets he all looks those like. things." I know what he looks like. Well, only drummers then, know what he looks like. You'd be the one yeah. guy fanboy. Don't hate. <laughs> don't hate on me. Okay. Uh, uh, yeah. Put some respect on your name. But yeah, Larry. Yeah, but respect. you know what? People do this all the time. There was one lad and he got obsessed. Like, everyone does it, right? I mean, for me, it was Justin Perillo. Um, yeah, right. Tight end for the Packers. It just, you know what? He's one of those players that stood out to me because in preseason, he'd get thrown the ball a lot because no one else would really play. And he was just catching everything. And I was like, Jesus, why don't they play this guy more? And then the odd time they'd slot him in, I'm convinced in a regular season game. It's all fantasy in my head now. So to me, he played in a Super Bowl. But anyway, um, yeah. I also claimed them, called them Justin Oprillo, just to try and make him Irish the same. Well, Lowry would be an easy one to do. But anyway, yeah. so people always do this. We always pick a player. And we're like, oh, well, I quite like uh, the cut of his jib. That's exactly what they say. I like the cut of his jib. Yeah. And um, yeah, he's they, got a very, they, he's got a very, very becoming jib. It's a nice jib, yeah. But there's always that person, like someone will get a Hunter Bradley jersey. Yeah. Just to be the guy, the hipster who gets a Hunter Bradley jersey. If you're going to go hipster and get a hipster jersey, is there anyone on the Packers that you would look at now and say, no one's talking about him. I like the cut of his jib. And that you would... Um, Shell out some money in the pro shop. Oh well, I was I was banging on about Billy Turner mm. uh, weeks ago, and no one ever gave Billy any love, so I'd be getting Turner on the back regardless. Now he's every, he's all over it. I mean, then I'd have to burn it. Being a hipster, I'd have to find the guy that no one's ever heard of, someone yeah. we haven't even signed yet, <laughs> or yeah. get Lafleur on the back, or yeah. no, even worse, get a quality control coach, David or something. <laughs> and just get him yeah. on the back, like, like who is the guy who well, does hydration. <laughs> <laughs> the water boy water yeah. boy four or something well I think he four, needs I think he needs some more water there oh, it's, it's fine I have enough water okay you mm. sure oh, yeah I'm yeah. fine great performance you're They're, doing a great no, job though in fairness they can squirt it hold on they can nice. squ- they can squirt it in uh, expertly 
can't they? Without a lot of spillage. <laughs> <laughs> Moving on. So yeah, I mean Billy Turner's doing a good job. <laughs> How do we recover from this? Because <laughs> I stand by what I said. I think it's a lost art. Do you know what we could do? Go on. We just get Brady on the back of a jersey and just drive everyone <laughs> mental. <laughs> yeah, the the goat. Uh, but just just keep saying things like, yeah, well, you know, when Brady played for Packers. Was that, you know, what? That's what? It's like on yeah. Just mm-hmm. just stick with it. Keep going. People either think you're they're missing something or you're complete. Oh, you got to you got to double down. I mean, that's why. They always give out about the goal package who go to Lambo. It's kind of like, you know, everyone sort of slags off the goal package that they don't let you stand up and that they're rowdy and they don't know what to talk about and all this. So the the last couple of years we went over to Green Bay and it's been during goal package games. And there was one I was like, no, look, you know, these people are Packers fans, they're season ticket holders. Um, and obviously you can't sort of paint everyone with the same brush. And then I was sitting there and I was explaining that to someone. I was like, no, no, these are goal package members. Um, you know, they know their stuff. Don't worry about it, blah, blah, blah. Uh, they get a bad rap. And it's for the the Mexican wave. They, you know, they're famous goal package members, famous for doing that. And then we were playing on defense and one of the defensive linemen went down and uh, a guy in a big, thick Wisconsin accent in front of me goes, is that David Bakhtiari? And then I go, maybe know who plays on what side of the ball and what they look like and the fact that David Baxiari doesn't play defense you know I don't know I'd love to get his his name in the back of my jersey because it would cost a fortune though yeah if you're paying by the letter pick the longest name and I wouldn't have enough I wouldn't have enough back that'd be the problem now the thing is though if you were to get Baxiari's name he would not get a contract extension like actually do you know what I'm aiming that at you personally I think you know after your performance with these games I think I can't. I can only play the teams that are in front of me, mate. <laughs> All right. I whipped personally whipped the 49ers on Thursday night. Oh no, yeah, it was a good performance. But Quan, t- apart from you, who else played well, or do you have anything sort of takeaways from the game? No, do you know what? It's really hard to take anything away from it because it was kind of a. It was all, I want to say a free win, but we can't say we bounced back. You know, we can't say the Packers are playing better. We can't say the defense fronted up. We, I mean, apart from Rogers and Adams just being absolutely in sync which was brilliant yeah um rogers again sturdy in the pocket and that fourth you know, down to Devontae adams that was balls of yeah. steel stuff talk about like, dying balls that they were that was the only highlight the only highlight for me was firstly we never looked like we were going to lose which was nice as the fan to be able to watch a match and not yeah, be at yeah. the edge of your seat all the time but the, the only plus side was rogers and adams absolutely brilliant what a pairing um rogers is he's so precise Dime balls is the only way to describe it, I think. But that was the only upside for me. I mean, next week, back in Lambeau, or this week, back in... What, what day is it? Uh, you know, this week, back in Lambeau, home game. Happy days. I think this will be a better... This will, I think this will show us something more. I, we can't, I don't think there's much to learn from... from no, not really. I mean, look, it all comes down to me is that when we go up to a lead early, it's diamonds. Uh, when Aaron Rodgers, Devontae Adams and Aaron Jones are on the field, it's diamonds. See, the thing is, is that the Packers' success obviously is predicated on having the three of them on. And Tyler Irvin, I think, has become very important. Yeah, I think so. Um, MVS yeah. becomes a bit par player. Because the thing is, I mean, you, you depend less on the other guys. I don't know that's people's gripes, is that they look at it and look, yeah, well, what happens if they go down? Well, then you're screwed, aren't you? I mean, look at the Niners. That's yeah. what happens. You know, that's every team. Is, not, is yeah. every team not like that? Exactly, yeah. yeah. I mean, you know, and you do, like, you know, the odd time you have people stepping up. And that seems to be, be the way it was early in the season. Uh, Sternberger was pretty anonymous in this game. Mercedes yeah. Lewis... Uh, comes down with that touchdown, uh, which was great. But again, one target, yeah, one touchdown. Quiet for him. Yeah, quiet from him. I mean, you know what? They, 
that's just the way it goes as well, I suppose. They knew what they were facing too. In the sense, yeah. you can look at the way the you know the 49ers came back and got a few extra points in the, in the the end of the fourth quarter. And I think everyone knows what they're playing against. They know what kind of speed they need to move at. And there was no one there was no one killing themselves out there. Mm. At, you know, towards the end of this game, everyone was just going through the motions. Well, do you know what stands out to me? If you look at the top tacklers, right? Oren Burks, uh, Josh mm. Jackson, uh, and Ty Summers, yeah. Henry Black, Randy Ramsey. You know, like if you look down through the list now, I know, and that's the thing as well. You know, when you mentioned um, Mike Patton, and I know he gets a bad rap, right? And rightly so. Um, for some of this stuff and it really looked like we were just going to like look we're going to stack the box don't let them run all yeah. over us uh, make them throw the ball which they did and they got in behind us again I don't want yeah. to go into Richie James's numbers because they're embarrassing but you know when you look at it like I mean he's without Kevin King um, Jair Alexander goes off with a concussion um, so when you look at the piece that he has to play with you know at linebacker and everything else they're a depleted squad no matter how much people try to tell you oh you know no, they should be able to like okay yeah. you know like obviously you'd want more out of Preston Smith so Larry Smith looked um, you know lively-ish uh, on the night but as you said I mean they, know, they knew who they were playing um, you know we didn't need everyone to fire on all cylinders but it was just one of those nights I think that because Aaron Rodgers even said it didn't he he was like this is perfect uh, football playing yeah. weather where everything was calm the stadium was quiet um, it wasn't too hot it wasn't too cold and the fact that they were coming up against these players because like it's look the 49ers basically had nobody, you know. Like, I know Nick Mullins, I said, he came in and sort of bailed out the Niners when Jimmy Garoppolo was out, but they didn't have Garoppolo. They didn't have Debo Samuel, who's that explosive wide receiver. Richard Sherman wasn't there. Bosa's out. Um, you know, Mostar, too, was the guy who destroyed us um, last year. Uh, he wasn't playing. So, I mean, you know, who did we have to come up against? Now, Jarek McKinnon, uh, you know, very good running back. But again, we held him to 52 yards. Um, so, there was that. So, yeah, as you said, not major amounts to take away from this game, but... If anything, it kind of just mathematically, which is hard to say as an Irishman, uh, sort of clawed back that game, I guess, from the Vikes. Yeah. So if you were, we were to go yeah. into this and we we're going to go, okay, we're going to be 6-2 and two after that Niners game, you'd be like, well, one of those is the loss to the Niners, obviously, and the other one is probably going to come. I would have said the Vikings, to be honest, before the season, and then you saw what happened to them, but still, coming into that game was hard. But Yeah, I, yeah, I was worried about game. the first Vikes game, actually, the first Vikes game, yeah. I was sort of thinking, this could be, and we, I think we said it beforehand, this, is good, this could be a horrible banana skin, and it ended up being the banana skin, but just, on the return leg so yeah, um, yeah I don't I, th- I think that's what it does I think it washes the bad taste out of our mouth from the Vikes game and that's about all it does um, there's no I love having 6-2 and two. looks great yeah um, that's where I think we should be I was hoping we'd be there um, a lot of the a lot of the Twitterati and everyone on social media kind of quietened down um, it wasn't so fatalistic everyone just kind of went yeah we won yeah which is a grand like and again I don't hate harping on about social media too much but again it is kind of a that game was kind of a microcosm and it's Facebook and all that stuff is the same where MVS made that ugly drop and people are like oh well that's it like this is final straw stuff and then he comes down with two touchdowns you know and then it goes very silent it just goes to show you that sometimes you know within games and also not that you can tell people how to fan but sometimes it's always good because it happens to me all the time you know like for instance it happened during the nfc championship game kind of in reverse and my mate texted me um when we were up i don't know what we were 17 three or something half time and he was like oh congratulations i was like nope not saying that yet and then it got into later in the late in the third quarter and he's like oh well you have this on and we don't worry about it congrats you're going to the super bowl and i was like no just hold on and this is what happens like you end up sort of stepping on because i don't know how many times i've went on social media prematurely and went oh brilliant you know like this is great brilliant we're playing really well and then all of a sudden it disintegrates but like as you say we're six and two the bears got beaten by the titans which was great the vikings beat the lions and the lions were on three and five so the vikings moved to three and five so again you know we're getting a nice bit of uh, wiggle room in the division which is you know priority number one and then also in the nfc you know we saw what happened to 
um, the Seahawks and the Bills. So it's all to play for at this stage. It's brilliant that we're yeah, it is. in the mix. And like, you say wiggle room, and okay, obviously we shouldn't be looking for that, but it's isn't it a great position to be in that, in other words, we can make a mess of something and we're still okay. Yeah. You know, we're, we're still in there. So I think onwards and upwards, let's just keep going. And hopefully yep. we win again so that I can get back on the pod. That's the only thing. They, well, that's priority, really, um, to be honest. I mean, I've, I've emailed Lafleur and most of the guys and said, can we... And they just keep winning, you know. <laughs> it's really important. Step it up here, lads. I'm doing all my research yeah. and I keep getting kicked off. This yeah, it's embarrassing. I keep, yeah, I keep doing my research and, and nothing. Well, if nothing, we're very, very consistent. But um, yeah, look, we've the Jaguars game um, yep. on Sunday. Sunday, yeah. 6 p.m. IST um, on November 15th. And we'll be doing quick snaps. But again, we're coming up against the 117. So again, it's time to sort of ex- extend our lead. The Bears and the Vikings go against each other. The Bears are on a three game uh, skid so again they're yep. kind of going to cannibalise each other and then well, the Lions pretty are interesting to see yeah yeah. yeah. So it's good that some of these divisions game, games are coming up and the fact that we have the Jags now are we going to start saying the Jags are a dangerous team they're 1-7 obviously not but again it's at Lambeau um, I know we don't really have that sort of home field advantage or whatever uh, but still definitely time to put on the big boy pants as we heard recently I think so yeah I think we need to make a statement I think is what I'd be looking for this weekend is to really go out there and get it all right play, play yeah. it properly play a good playbook and actually get it and put up a decent score on the Jags that's what I would like to see and I know it's this isn't a quick snaps but that's what I'm looking forward to now is they've gotten the Vikes game out of their hair they've put in an RI performance against a team that let's face it if they were at full strength we'd been in serious trouble against let's go out now and put up a big score on the Jags that's what I'd like to see yep um, I'm ready. 40 burgers 40 burgers yeah I love saying that 50 40 burgers I wonder how far we can go um, with it but no it's um yeah it's brilliant news it's brilliant if, if you were to say this at the start of the season uh, would you take it I'd take it then everybody yep. would I mean we're second Absolutely. in the NFC behind the Seahawks um, yep. with the same record um, the Saints yep. behind us and then the Bucks. that was a really interesting game as well the Bucks getting absolutely yeah, spanked by yeah. the Saints um, which yeah. just goes to show I mean this is what happens with these power rankings things and you know week on week and they were looking at the Bucks and going oh well you know the rich get richer uh, and all that kind of thing and then all of a sudden they get absolutely waxed but uh, yeah. like you know can you imagine being a Bucks fan because I was only in the radio on Saturday saying, you know, now they get Antonio Brown, who morally is like reprehensible. Uh, but, you know, onto the football field, you cannot take away his credentials um, when he's not throwing his toys out of the pram. So you look at a team like that and they seem sort of all powerful. And then yeah. the narrative at the start of the season was that Drew Brees was past it. And then all of a sudden they come out yeah. and they put an absolute spanking on the books. Good old Drew. I have to say, I like watching Drew Brees play, but it's one of those things as well. I think we have to bear in mind, you get sort of stuck in your Packers world yeah. um, and you go, you look at you look at how bad we're doing. We should be doing this. And you go, well, look around, look around, the look, look at everybody. Yeah. Everybody here is having these banana skins. Everybody's struggling with the same issues. So I think we just need to, everyone needs to just uh, lower the temperature a small bit. Yeah. But um, yeah, onwards and upwards. Yep, absolutely. Um, so I guess a bit of bit of housekeeping. So patreon.com forward slash UK Packers. So if you get on there, sign up, you get a free t-shirt after six months. There's another whole sack of them going out um this week. So do pay attention to your Patreon inboxes because you'll be getting a message from me saying what size do you want, what tea do you want? And congratulations. And then if you get onto the gold member uh, tier, well then you also get an entry every single month in the signed RAS raffle so again you people sign up forget about it then all of a sudden the draw is done and you get an email from me looking for your address um, and i'm sending you over a lovely signed march item and they're worth you know upwards of a couple of hundred quid uh, which is brilliant so if you want to get in on that then do sign up and it helps support and keep the lights on in this place as well but apart from that follow himself uh, at daryl j o'brien on twitter me at steve diddy nfl 
on Twitter, the Paddy Packer on Instagram, so racist, and also on the Facebook private groups and everything else. Uh, YouTube as well, youtube.com forward slash UK Packers and everything else. But anyway, I've waxed too lyrical about that. Quick Snaps is coming up later in the week, but it's great to have Daryl back on the podcast and hopefully he can put in the business against the Jags and be back on again next week. But anyway. Yes, sir. From himself and myself, it's the big Go Pack Go. See ya.